Hello, all, and welcome to the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Kubal. Today, I have me a very special guest, Luke T. Barnett. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Daniel. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, anytime. I love when I can... I actually saw you. You're the third Facebook person that I saw in an advertisement um, for either sponsored in some way um, on Facebook. So I always like when I see someone's advertisement, I save it. I like it for some reason. Um, or a like page, you know, something like that. Um, and I love it because then they just keep sending me more and more people. So it's nice. You're, I think you're the third, yeah, third in a row author that I've gotten from, you know, a Facebook ad or sponsorship for, for awesome. some reason. So it's working. Yeah. So I just want yeah. to it. So, <laughs> That's good. And actually, um, the one that I had for you, like I said, was Galactic Core, um, one of the Galactic Core books. So I am actually, just so you know, I am going to be featuring that on um, a podcast as well, where I'm going to be talking about different ads that I really liked and why uh, and what was working for them, uh, at least for me as a reader. So cool, thanks. That's yeah, cool. that's awesome, man. So I'll let you know before that comes out so you can, you know, take a look at that and yeah. share that. Hopefully we'll get you some more people that way. Uh, so we'll start right in with that first question there, Luke. What has your writing journey been like up until this point? Oh, interesting. So I was... Um... I wrote fan fictions growing up. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, Simpsons. I did wrote a kind of extensive cool. extensive fan fiction for Final Fantasy III. Um, and um, another one for, that was a crossover between Tomb Raider, uh, Metroid, and uh, Perfect Dark. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was, I was a big video game nut growing up. Um, I never finished that fan fiction, but I posted on fanfiction.net. It's actually still there. Oh, that's cool. Um, but... Um, uh, uh, I played uh, played Dungeons and Dragons with some friends um, and um, and some roommates, and um, I wrote a, I started writing a short story series based on a couple of characters. That's and that turned into the Cross and Jade series, um, which I recently revamped and released. Um, and then uh, one time I was playing as uh, just this plain half orc barbarian. I said, I'm going to make this into a book. So I started writing a book and it took me 15 plus years to actually finish it. But I finally finished it. And from then on, it's been like, okay, I'm going to be an author. I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to start writing books. And so I started writing. And um, now I'm, uh, I've got the six books in the Cross and J series. I've got the one half work book out. And I've got three books in Black Deck Four. And I'm trucking along. Yeah, yeah. So it's, been, awesome. it's been fun. yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I love yeah. that you wrote fan fiction for Simpsons. Like that's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I watched it growing up, and then uh, I, mean, I don't watch it anymore. But I, you know, I, I made a fan fiction. It was a Bart had a twin brother that I never told him about, and he was like ultra cool. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So if anybody knows the Simpsons, uh, you know, writers uh, or anybody from the show, we need to get Luke's episode <laughs> there ASAP. It is long gone. I don't know what happened. <laughs> The idea is still there, though. That's awesome. That's super yeah. cool. We better not see that now anywhere because we know it was Luke T. Barnett's idea first. There you go. Yeah. Is, Pay me money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. Oh, man, that that your conglomeration there with Metro Prime and Tomb Raider. I mean, that's like that. That just sounds really, really cool. I mean, yeah, I there there were like, like three perfect things there. Yeah. Yeah. So like at the time, it was like late 90s. It was like the three like most awesome female yeah. characters. And I gravitate yeah. towards female characters. So like, it's just like combine them into one. Like, how does it work? You know? So it was, it, was a, it was fun to write. I want to finish yeah. it someday, but I have uh, my own stuff I want to write that I can actually make money on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's super cool. 
Well, I do have to say, you know, when I first saw, you know, your profile pop up, I was very jealous, um, particularly on Amazon, you know, because I was like, oh, here's somebody that's doing what I want to do. Like, I would love to have urban fantasy, fantasy and sci-fi, you know, and I was like, oh, that's super cool, you know, that you have a lot going on, you know, at one time, you know, most people you see, they just kind of stick to one thing. Um, So that's exactly what I want to do, you know, and to me, it kind of was like, oh, this is totally possible, you know, that you can do this type of thing. Um, so it just, it made me feel good in terms of like my, you know, my writing interest. Cause sometimes I get a little bit bored sticking with one thing and yeah. I like to kind of, you know, move, move about a little bit in terms of genres and things, but yeah, from all I've heard, it's, it is challenging to jump the genres. Yeah, um, yeah. And really the way I tend to do things in life, which is not a purpose is I tend to take the most challenging thing to do and then try to make a success out of that and realize and wonder why it doesn't work. So my first my first attempt to make an author career is epic fantasy, which is long takes longer to write, costs more to edit, and then I was doing it independently, so I have to pay for everything. So then I realized, okay, space opera sells well. It's shorter. I love sci-fi almost as much as fantasy. So I'll try that. And then went with publishing company. So and um, so I got the two. I got sci-fi and, and I got sci-fi and fantasy there now, and I'm, I'm eventually going to move into superhero. Um, but that's down the line. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I have ideas for other random works too. I want to. I want to eventually write a Sherlock Holmes mystery. Oh, that's cool. Um, I'm actually planning a a Jane Austen story type story for my wife for our 25th anniversary. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's it's. I just like writing. I mean, writing's the the thing I love more than doing anything else. It's just so much fun, you know. And I have all these ideas that I want to try try. Definitely know that feeling. My idea book's a lot bigger than my done pile. <laughs> like, that's my thing lately. It's like, oh, I just got to finish something and then move on to the next one. I've been trying to yeah. really focus, but it's hard. Like people are always like, oh, I, you know, I, I don't know what to write. I have nothing to write. I'm like, do you want one of my ideas? I'm like, I, I never have that. I've never had that problem. No, had no. <laughs> yeah. Like finishing something. Cause then I'm like, Ooh, that's shiny, but I'm, yeah. I'm good at getting the shiny. So <laughs> <We're> <laughs> yeah, all- <laughs> hard to resist. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so I was listening to, you know, Michael R. Fletcher a lot talk about, you know, like, and I actually asked him at one point, I was like, you know, I'm working on this thing and I have this great idea. He's like, finish the first one. Like, don't, don't do that. The first <laughs> yeah. one. And I have to say, like, it was the best advice besides Paul S. Kemp gave me about not um, back in the day about not going with the vanity press. Um, so between the two of them, they saved my career. So I'll have to put a forward for them or something. But yeah, awesome. the shiny definitely gets to me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lot better now, but well, in between the half orc book and um, like I, I spent the next year writing the next book, but in between that and Galactic Four, I spent like a couple of years writing this high school superhero um, novel and part of its sequel. And so, and then I it took it was I was taking that time to figure out like what I was going to do next, and mm-hmm. then I finally settled on space opera and just went with that. But yeah, it's, it's that shiny thing, you know, it's like, I want to write all these things and I'll, I'll write this for now, I'll write this for now. And there's a, there's a point, there's a point where you should follow your passion, but not where it's going to be undisciplined following. You show yeah, yeah. Finish yeah. what you start and then move on to your next passion. Yeah, totally. I wish I had definitely been more disciplined. I have so many, I have like literally so many stories, like books that like are 30,000, some are 40,000, you know, that have no direction like they have great ideas I can go back to you know and finish up or you know do something with and then you know get a better draft but 
yeah, I, I mean, I'd have like, you know, six series done by now if I had just focused more. So I think that's, but I did talk to a lot of authors about that. I think that's like one of the hardest things to do, right. Is like in terms of not understanding structure, you know, um, character development, things like that, you know, as you tend to figure out, like you tend to get to a point where you're like, Oh, I don't know how to fix this problem. Well, it must just, now I need to go to this back to this new idea or I want to do that. Oh, yeah. You don't want to stop writing, you know, no. but I think sometimes it's good to, you know, to stop. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's work, you know, um, yeah, yeah. any work is tough, you know, it's just enjoyable, extremely enjoyable yeah. work. You're going to hit a wall sometimes and sometimes, and you just got to, you know, um, literally work your way through it, you know? So, and, and, and sometimes it is good to take a, a short break just to clear your mind or whatever, but the, with the goal of getting back to that thing so you can finish yeah, it and yeah. you got that problem. Yep. That's like now, like I had a problem yesterday and the day before, and I'm like, well, now I have a three-day rule where I'm like, I could drop it for three days, but then, because I find for myself that if I don't pick it up in three days, now all of a sudden, like a week or two has gone by and I've probably been reading too much, you know, and not enough writing or playing a video game or watching TV right. or something, you know, and I'm like, well, then it's harder for me to get back in. So I have my three day rule now. I do think you got to find what works for you. I know some people, you know, that, you know, maybe take a little bit longer than that, a little bit less. Um, one of my friends doesn't like to stop writing at all because then he won't write for, you know, a month. Uh, and I was like that. But now I feel like I'm more disciplined. And today's my third day. I'm like, I don't even care if it's, you know, 10 words, you know, like I'm going to yeah, have yeah. Some- you know, just so that, you know, the next day, then, then I find I come back and it's like, it's kind of, you know, it's fresh and it's new, but yeah. yeah I find for myself that when I, uh, if I, if I get stuck on something, I have to, um, either, either just start writing something and then I'll start falling or yeah, sit yeah, back yeah. and just daydream about it for a few days and just kind of mull over it in my mind and figure out what I really want to write. And does that fit in that mindset or do I need to do something else? And what do I, yeah. and, and just work it out and but usually within a within a week i usually figure out something to so yeah, at least yeah. a few steps to move forward if not um you know the floodgates open yeah yeah my thing is lately is like if i like i have the i'm not big in the guns like i was raised with them and stuff but i'm not big into them uh particularly like assault rifles handguns things like that like we had like hunting rifles you know and um, I'm writing this story about a, um, recon Marine that turns into a monster hunter. And so my first novella, I have to write this scene. I kind of got out of it and I have to go back and add one scene where there's like, you know, stuff like that going on. But now I'm like literally in the heat of it where I got to yeah. know the name of the magazine, you know, all these things, like how many bullets are in the gun, you know, yeah. I do want to appeal to a certain audience, you know, and I'm like, part of me was like, I'm dreading writing these last two scenes because I don't know any of that. Yeah. But the other part of me is like, well, not gonna have anything to fix if I or to give to somebody to help me fix if I don't just write it. So right. tonight, no, no pun intended. I'm biting the bullet and just putting something down, um, you know, and then just sending it to somebody to help. But I think that was another thing that for a long time stopped me was I was like, I didn't know how to do something. Um, but I still believe at the end of the day, having something on the paper, you know, allows you to do, you know, you fix in some way or add in some way. And having a blank page doesn't do anything to help you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. I almost so for the third this third book that just went out came out today, um, I almost I have a, a military sci-fi element within the space opera. Uh, there's a, there's some chapters that focus on some um, um, basically uh, they're called the Armored Core. They're basically oh, cool. I don't know if you ever read Galaxy's Edge by Spotch and Cole. Yeah, I love. Yeah, yes, I absolutely love. Yeah, so they're inspired by them because those that series is so awesome. 
So basically okay. those guys. Um, but um, uh, I, 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 I was going to take them out of the series because I'm terrible at research and I've never been in the military. So I didn't want to discredit or, you know, foul that up. Um, and one, make a fool of myself and two, not honor our veterans. Cause I really yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Um, and I was just encouraged by the veterans I talked to um, just not, no, go ahead just do research that you can and just put it in there. So I went ahead and put it in there. Um, so but I, I totally get what you're saying about the magazines like that. You don't want to screw it up. You want to get it yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, you just do what you can and put it in there. And then, like I said, just take the feedback and improve as you can. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. The things in the past where I'm like, Oh, it's crazy to think of things that stop me from being productive, you know, or stop me from finishing, you know? And I think part of that is like just realizing the things that stopped you, you know? Yeah. And, how to get around them but yeah i think that's like half the battle <laughs> you know like the old gi joe thing right like no yeah, awesome. yeah i think that that's exactly the problem you know and yep. they teach you that you know i think so many misconceptions you know that you just are going to sit down you have this great idea and it's just going to write itself and it's like that's just not always the case and no. you know i think a lot of people well that's like brandon sanderson you know with his online lectures i love for byu where he was like, sometimes I literally just sit there for 30 minutes and think about a problem and then yeah. try to work it out. He goes, sometimes I write, sometimes I delete, sometimes I write, but he's like still doing something, you know, yeah. rather yep. yeah, letting it sit. So <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. I, it really helps me after my friend, he was like, well, you don't do it with martial arts, do you? Like if you have trouble with a kick or something, he's like, what do you do? I was like, well, I practice, you know, and I go and ask somebody that knows more than me and I practice it again. And He's like, well, yeah, exactly. It's the same with writing. And ever since that, I was like, I don't know why I didn't think of that myself. I was yeah. like, wow, like he really helped me out a lot with that. So I was like, oh, that makes sense. And now I actually use a lot of the same types of ways to solve, you know, two different problems in the same way. And I'm like really That's glad cool. he yeah. said that to me. But yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, so for our audience, what genre or genres do you currently write in? You mentioned that already. Um, but why don't we go into the books themselves? So you did mention your half-orc saga. So let's go ahead and start there. Uh, so that is epic fantasy then? Yeah, that's epic fantasy um, inspired by a Dungeons & Dragons character that I had. Cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's uh, about a half-human, half-orc who's um, just trying to figure out where his place is in the world because he's just rejected by both races. And... Um, Along the way, he tries to um, follow this uh, god king that he's been introduced to, and he's trying to just do the right thing and help um, those he encounters and not give in to the anger and the hatred that uh, his um, his parent race, the, the orcs, would uh, would have him become. And uh, so that's uh, the first book is um, him figuring that out and um, try coming to terms with he is half orc. He's not just like this throwaway from the orcs. He's actually, that is his, his heritage and wanting, going from hating his kin to wanting to save them from themselves. And then I wrote the second book. I had, I'm through in revisions right now. And that's, um, it's him, um, discovering the heritage of the orcs and his friend and, um, um, finding out what their legacy was supposed to be and then trying to restore them to that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a big series of self-discovery and, of, you know, of uh, who you are and where you came from and what you're meant to be. Oh, that's super cool. 
Yeah. Everybody here on the podcast knows I, in terms of class, I love thieves. And in terms of like, oh, I love thieves. I love orcs too, though. It's just like they're two of the most iconic, you know, DD or fantasy tropes that you could ever have. I think thieves have more fun. And I think orcs mm-hmm. have cooler stories. Like that's yeah. just, but you, you know, couldn't make an orc thief. It wouldn't really work very well. Now I want to do it. <laughs> but you know, the funny thing is, is David DeGlesh did that, you know, with his half work series where like the one brother, it's like um like the half work version of Raceland and Cameron from Dragonlance. And they kind of have a bit of a rogue element to them. So That's I don't know now. Yeah. I never yeah. read of that series. I've seen it a lot though, because mine, I have a similar title. Yeah. But, book um, one. Oh, book one. I've read book one and I, I have the other ones on my Kindle. I just been all over, but you know, I read some of his other books that I absolutely love, but that that first half orc book was one of the best just, you know, fantasy books like I've ever read. And I mean, wow. did a lot to help me learn about character development. That's um, cool. I want to keep going. Yeah, it was, I mean, it's like more of like the book one was like a low fantasy, um, like in terms of like the magic and stuff. But yeah, like the the world building he did and just, you know, not exactly a big book, you know. Um, but in those pages, I mean, it was absolutely amazing. And That's both nice. of the brothers were, the relationships were really yeah. good. So, That's cool. Yeah, I well, highly recommend them. Yeah, really good. I might check that out at some point. I don't want to, like, steal from him on accident. But Yeah, no, I would definitely finish yours yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, I made that mistake with, yeah. a, with a thief. Oh, but, um, a thief yeah, or two. Thieves, uh, in Dungeons & Dragons, I, my staple is a, a human female thief. Mm-hmm. So I've create all kinds and um i just like i, I like rogues i think they're, they're a lot of fun like you yeah. said and, they get to do uh, more stuff or they yeah have better Bryce and jade is the the main character in there one of the main characters is is it fits in that profile i actually thought about this about my fantasy characters the other day and i could pick them out and say okay barbarian rogue um fighter and then i reached this one character named Liliandra, and it's like okay wizard paladin okay well it mostly works yeah <laughs> that's awesome well yeah. speaking of cryos and jade so can you tell us a bit about your cryos and jade series yeah so cryos and jade is a um, short story series i originally wrote for a um gaming newsletter um back when i was uh, gaming and sort of in college um and i just kind of trashed it and recently we did it and revised it and um, made it a much deeper story so it's a, it's about a um a girl who's uh, feels stifled by her daily life. And so she goes out to um, this uh, abandoned keep that was um, that was uh, once ruled by a necromancer. And um, just to prove that, just to prove to herself that she's alive and that, that there's this, this supposed curse doesn't actually exist. And um, she winds up befriending a gargoyle, a living gargoyle that still lives there. Um, mm-hmm. And um, through circumstances in the first story, she wa- he winds up being her protector. And then the, then the uh, rest of the series is about them going on adventures, discovering who he is, who she is, and then what the secrets of their pasts are and the, and the secrets of the island and then of the whole world. And um, it's interesting because it's almost a negative change arc for her because I mean, it's a positive change arc, but it, it, she has to go down before she goes up because throughout the series, she's like sneaking around, um, defying her father, defying the king, um, doing things she shouldn't be doing. And um, she does, she comes out triumphant and she learns lessons along the way, but 
by the end of the series, the first set of books, she's um, she realizes that she's been going things about the wrong way and she shouldn't be doing this. And now she's got this, now this whole disaster happened and now she has to do something to fix it. Mm. So it's, it's kind of this weird kind of like uh, valley arc type of thing. Yeah. 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 Now, when you say um, short stories, then um, like what kind of word counts are we talking here? So yeah, that's a good question. Uh, the first one, I mean, let me look at the first one because I know uh, if I get an idea of the first one, then I can give you an idea of the others. Um, the first one was shorter. The second one was like probably the longest one. Hmm. Um, let me see here. Concentrate one. Do, 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 do. So there's, there's six stories. Originally, where there, there were four. Um, the first one is uh, about 9,000 words. Okay. So um, the second one's, I think the second one's about 11,000 words. So I think they're probably more into the novella area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, I, I just advertise them as short stories. Some yes. are shorter, some are longer. Um, but then I combine them into a compilation, uh, a one volume book. Uh, and put that up on Amazon too, so people can just get one volume fun for one. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just interesting to me because that's personally what I want to do with like my um, prequel novella series. Um, I'd like to see how they do on their own, um, and then I like to put them together. Um, I had talked to a couple of people about advertising that way, and some people had said then when their book actual one came out in the series, they were like, "Well, now I have four products instead of two you know, and it helped ramp up certain things. Some people maybe were interested in one or maybe two for the story or maybe the third one in particular, but not the other ones. But then some people liked all of them and just got the collection. Uh, so yeah, I just yeah. thought that that was interesting. So, cause I've, I've thought about doing that for a few stories, but. Yeah. Uh, I will say that um, that was part of what I did between book one and two of half work um, mm -hmm. is tried those and they did not sell well, I think because they're short stories even though I priced them at a dollar each. Mm. Um, they did sell, but they didn't sell very well. And that may be just because I don't have my audience, maybe because of short stories. I have heard that short stories don't sell well on Amazon. Um, yeah, yeah. So it may be a different um, different uh, platform, like maybe Royal Road or one of those other things that are like that, that might yeah, be better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's always interesting for like Kindle Vela too. Like I have this... Um, one he's a rogue um he's very rakish nice. so he's like sinbad if you will um and he just gets into so much trouble and i was like oh my gosh i saw i saw this like um um like arab looking rogue who i was like that's the guy in my mind and i couldn't believe i saw like you know this pic this this uh digital art and i wanted him to get in trouble with greater technology which involves mm -hmm. magic and because rogues are always doing that you know and I had it where I was like, oh, this is like the story just came into my mind from like this one digital art. And I had the idea and I was like, oh, I like it. And I saw this one digital artist and I was like, this was so perfect. And even like the diagram of the magic like symbol that the artist had was like something that I saw in my mind. Uh, so I immediately, awesome. took, yeah, I immediately took it and ran with it and I'm almost done with it, but I'm like debating. I'm like debating if I want to do it on Kindle Vela you know, and release it in a few, you know, like four parts and then do the next, you know, novella that way and do the same thing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, cause we do have different platforms, like you said, you know, where you can do that. I feel like if, like some people are telling me, don't know why I'm blanking on, 
the website because I was just talking to somebody about this yesterday, but there was a couple of, you know, different things that we were discussing there. But, um, you know, I know people that have done serialized stories that have done really well, you know, 10, you know, like yours, like 10K, for instance, um, yeah. you know, first one. And um, I got like a minor group, um, kind of like Firefly, but with mining and they get in a lot of trouble and <laughs> a lot of adventures. Um, and I was like, oh, it'd be fun to do each of these as a serialized like 10K or something like that. Uh, so it's just for me, it's always interesting to see you know, what people have done, um, in terms of that. Cause you just yeah. never, like some people have, you know, made a hundred K doing, you know, yeah. 10K, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, they've done one epic fantasy novel, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, how do I do that? Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's interesting. We we're in a very interesting market. So I feel like yeah. you never know what's going to work and not work, but yeah. Plan on continuing the series. Cool yeah. yeah I'm doing the series and, um, but it'll be more of a side project. Um, I even wrote a prequel, detailing um, the characters, Jade, the character's mother, and when she encounters the gargoyle. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's definitely like, I'm going to have to check that out. It's definitely up my alley. Like, it just sounds very unique. I think you'd like it. You yeah, know, I have, I have this story I've been dying to tell, this D&D character that um, uh, she, she died, and it was, a, it, was a, it was a fun campaign but when she died, but... Um, yeah, she was a human female rogue, but I made her as short as was allowed by the rules. So she was mm. four foot eleven, but she was human, and she just has like stark white hair and a braid. And she threw daggers. She had like twelve daggers hidden all over her body, and she's just like this very roguish type of personality, just like sarcastic and like man, I, sh I really want to write her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a future future project too. Um, I don't know. Maybe she's she needs something to do with like a co-write with somebody with with their character too and have them interact that'd be fun oh yeah oh that would be really cool that'd yeah. be fun that'd be really cool i like the forgotten realms books myself like i yeah. want to be the next wizards of the coast yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> you know like i'm looking at them right now you know and there's just so many great characters you know and i just tend to typically not that I even like reading trilogies just trilogies necessarily like i love you know dresden files Iron Drew Chronicles, Patricia Briggs, like I love bigger series, you know, longer series. I just tend to write, you know, in trilogies, you know, yeah. and I don't know, I guess it's just my thought. Like I, a duology to me sounds fun, but I feel like I'd have to work harder at that than writing a trilogy. Yeah, um, I gotcha. Yeah, you should get that way. Yeah, but like, I like like those type of characters, like they're talking about, I like, I could easily put them in a trilogy and, you know, do something fun. Like I like the fun quicker pace you know like not that you can't have like the one book i read for forgotten realms i was like thinking it was gonna be oh blade singer and i was like oh yeah it's gonna be like a fun little oh my gosh like the amount of emotion that was in 340 pages i just <laughs> couldn't believe it and like the 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 author um just did such a good job and of course i lost it somewhere on my shelf now but the author did such a good job so quickly making you like the character like the main character and caring about them. And I, I had to read it four times at the start to be like, how did they do that? You know, within, you know, four pages. And, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's and, the writing there. Yeah. And I just think they had so many great writers, um, like Elaine Cunningham, you know, R.A. Salvatore, like Bob was amazing. Ed Greenwood. Yep. Um, yeah. Like the list just goes on and on, <laughs> but I just like, I like my own fantasy world. And I'm thinking like, I know so many people that I think could write great stories in it, you know, and we could be the next wizards. 
Um, and I feel like a lot of people like me are very nostalgic for that, you know, and yeah. I think that's why people like Will White's, you know, the Cradle series, because there's, you know, just keeps going and there's, it just yeah, keeps yeah, going yeah. to a great world. But yeah, that's super cool. That, 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 that thief sounds really, you know, like everybody's now like, oh my God, the last five episodes he's talked about thieves. Uh, but that's most, <laughs> most of what I write is rogues. Actually, my year episode, my year anniversary episode in August is going to be all about rogues and thieves in fantasy and sci-fi. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm just going to talk about my favorite ones within, you know, different genres. And yeah, that's awesome. That. I definitely tune in for that. Yeah, I'm like really excited, but. Um, oh, and then, uh, of course, um, now we're on your Galactic Core books. So if you could just tell us a little bit about those ones as well. Those ones, to me, um, really drew me in first. Like I said, that was the advertisement uh, or sponsored one that I saw on Facebook. So what are the Galactic Core books about? So those are, um, Galactic Core is a ongoing series of uh, it's a space adventure slash Western slash fantasy on space. And um, it's in the vein of Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge. Uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, Firefly. Basically, I took all my sci-fi influences from over the years and jammed them into one series. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's excluding awesome. Star Trek, because I didn't. I, I'll get that in a minute. But like, um, so yeah. Uh, and I thought, you know, main character is a, is a literal space cowboy, because you know you got these space cowboy archetypes. I thought, yeah. well, I'll just make mine an actual cowboy. And that's awesome. Yeah. So he's actually uh, what's called a galactic ranger. So it's in a galaxy that's like different from ours. So ours is a spiral galaxy. This galaxy is a ring. It's an oval ring, and the um, core is at one end of the ring. Oh, and I actually cool. have a picture, I guess it was from a Hubble telescope or something like that, of a galaxy that looks like that. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So um, uh, this in a different galaxy is like 300 years in the future, and um, humanity got there accidentally and now is, can't get back. And so now they've just kind of developed society. And so it's like a Star Wars type universe. They have hyperspace, um, and they have blasters. Um, there's no force, but there is this thing called the awareness, um, which just basically allows people to see things before they happen, but no, no actual manipulation of, of objects. But uh, anyway, so um, there's a, um, the worlds and systems are like independent. They govern themselves. There is the Federation, which is a uh, military organization, which prevents all out wars from breaking out and generally keeps the peace um, and puts down like, you know, great warlords or anything like that, or ravaging clans, whatever. And then there's the Galactic Rangers, which are basically law enforcers um, that are have jurisdiction galaxy wide, and they'll go after criminals for whatever things like murder or rape or anything like that, and they'll bring them to justice. Um, yeah, so they're basically um, so they're they're kind of like they're based on U.S. Marshals are now, like the U.S. Marshals can go over the U.S. and arrest somebody for a crime in another state. Um, so Doug, uh, the main character, Doug Lancer, is Galactic Ranger, who's the only one, almost the only one left um, that's staying true to the Ranger code, uh, as the Federation has suddenly turned into the Empire and are taking over the galaxy. And um, the Rangers have decided to fold into the Empire. Instead of them keeping each other in check, now they're folding into one organization. And Doug's not allowed that. So now he has to survive because they're not paying a salary. Now he has to survive by uh, bounty hunting. And um, in that universe, a, uh, a ranger who's, gone, who's turned to bounty hunting is called a cowboy. So throughout the books, they're all, everyone's calling him cowboy. So he's a, literally a space cowboy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, while he's out there 
you know, trying to just survive, he runs into an ex-fighter pilot for the Empire who's on the run because she found out a secret and they're trying to kill her for it. Hmm. So um, them, along with this a sarcastic, racist, um, gun-toting, sentient cat, um, have to figure out what the Empire is up to and then stop it. Um, that's the first book. And then um, subsequent books are the aftermath of that and then other things you need to solve. And they, they encounter other characters along the way. Characters inspired by um, Armitage the um, Third, uh, some other animes that I've watched, like uh, Outlaw Star. Mm. Um, yeah, and then uh, and even Metroid. So um, it's just a lot of a lot of it's a it's a fun sci-fi prompt, and um, it's interesting because between the first and third book, my writing got a lot better, and I learned a lot of techniques. And I feel like the third book is just really just like. Um, I want to say it's this amazing thing, but it's so much better than the first book. The first book's like a fun ride. The third book's like, oh, this is an actual really solid story yeah. that um, you can follow through. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it's fun. So when you it's say sentient cat, are we talking like a cat man? No, he's actually, he looks like a, a house cat, but larger. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, and he actually has opposable thumbs only because he had surgery to have opposable thumbs because the rest of his race doesn't have opposable thumbs. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but they're also immortal, so they can't die except by fire and by another way that was revealed in one of the books. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's interesting because that's what I do when I write stuff, like especially when I come up with new uh, races and stuff. I like writing them and then figuring out what they can do and what they're about as I'm writing them. Like, oh, this would be cool. So I put that in there. And then that has implications further on in the story. And it's, it's interesting how it turns the story when you make things mm -hmm. up like that. That's super cool. So when it comes to world building, how do you go about your world building? Um, I get an idea and uh, just like a, a couple of concepts, maybe a few. Um, and then I'll just start writing and then develop the world as I write. So like with this series, I knew I wanted um, hyperspace and blaster bolts spaceships. And I knew I had this weird galaxy. And um, I knew I had a character that had what's called a singularity gun, which is this thing that can if you've ever seen outlaw star um mm. it's basically genie star wins caster gun mm, okay. depending on the shell it can do different effects okay. um and so that's about all i had in there so i was just i wrote the story and as i developed the story i figured okay this is a this is an established fact in the in the universe so now i'll carry this through the rest of the story mm. and then as i write some more i find out okay like um with the cat such a cat his name is arch um i didn't have him at first and um, I wrote the scene and it's like, okay, it's kind of a boring scene. Then I saw this picture online of this sentient cat. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going to put that in there. And so I put him in there and then I had to develop, okay, what's his race like? But I didn't sit there and think, okay, what's his race like? Can they do this? Can they? I just wrote the story. And then at the one, at one point, I, spoiler alert. So at the, at the end of the first book, he takes this lethal hit and it's like, okay, he's dead, you know? And then a couple of scenes later, guess what? I'm alive. He's like, yeah, of course I'm alive. I'm immortal. Don't you know that? What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> so I just developed that, you know, and then it's like, okay, well, how can he die? And why did all a bunch of his race die? And it's like, and that was the thing. It's like, I made the scene where he ran off and he was ticked off because the other characters were annoying him. And he goes and reminisces and then just pops in my head. You know what? He reminisces about his planet that's been devastated because he's the only one left. So it's like, okay, that's another world building thing. 
So yeah. this planet, you know, there's very few of him left. You know, so that's that's kind of how I develop the world building in my stories. Just kind of make it up as I go. I'm definitely yeah. a pantser. I'm not a plotter. I can't plot for nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I tried doing like an encyclopedia. I tried doing this. I feel like you just like, there's so many things that start to pop up where you have to think about. But then, you know, once I got writing my first like i have like this heist that's going on and mm. i am glad that i had a lot of things done because it made it a lot more exciting they're going after this sword they don't know what it does but they know it's a sort of legend there's some good swords and there's some bad swords and um you know i just realized i was like oh man like i, I don't really need the rest of the geography i'm like i really just need this city and once I was just like threw everything else out and I was like, okay, I have what I need to know. I was like, I'm just going to go. And I have to say, like, especially after my draft one, like so many things came out where I was like, oh, now I can world build where it makes more sense. Like I have the city itself. That's like, um, that is designed literally for defense, but it's also designed based off of classes. Um, and there are people, the outer ring is literally like, everything else is service to the outer ring. So the poor people are on the outer ring. It's called the gutters. And literally like they just sort through trash. Oh, wow. And it like, I wanted something like that that made sense why my characters who lived on the outside were trying to get into the inner rings. Um, you know, and once I just like, like you said, I just started writing. It's like everything else, you know, really came yeah. in fruition. I, I, that, that old, I think a lot of us are still on that old, the, the iceberg theory, you know, that you need the iceberg before you can, you yeah, know, start to traverse the seas. And it's like, I really think, I just want the audience to know in particular, like I spent 14 years doing that stuff, you know, yeah. and, you know, here and there. And I just, you know, I had, a, I have a lot of cool things to draw on true, but it never taught me how to finish anything. So I like when you said, you know, that, you, you know, you'd write first. And I found I'm a discovery writer as well, you know, and I, I try to, you know, plot and do things as much as possible, but it's like, it's like when I'm teaching, like I plan out so many things. I give you, I guarantee you, Luke, you and I, like my co-teacher will sit here, we'll come up with the best thing for tomorrow's lesson. I wake up tomorrow, I'll scrap it and pick something else. That's why I yep, get up yep. earlier. My, my better idea always comes the next day. <laughs> he probably gets driven crazy because he's like, oh my God, here he goes again. But it always ends up being better as long as we can organize it within the time. So I'm trying to get better at that. But yeah, I definitely think that I'm just a discovery writer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that though, you know? I don't know. I mean, it backs you into the corner sometimes. And sometimes you just wind up like okay now i have to figure out this piece of world building because <laughs> how am i going to do this because all i put all these rules in place and now how do i yep. get them to do this thing yep and and i just feel like it would be so much easier if there was an iceberg you know if you had the plot all found out but yep. every time i sit down to plot no matter what method i use i'm just blanking completely yep. it's like the act of writing is what helps me to think that yeah. way in order to um, write the story that's a I, I like how you said that the act of writing i i yeah, yeah yeah i feel it's like the same like you know i'm a little older now so my knees you know um kind of hurt sometimes before like when i'm at the start of a martial arts class and i could easily go home or not go um i always do feel better and for weeks later once i do actually go you know and do everything um yeah. but it's like the act of doing it you know actually helps me and i think that's the, the yeah the act of writing i think is a really good way to put it but sometimes you just gotta get those juices flowing you know oh yeah yeah <laughs> My my mom is a big Lou the Moore fan. I don't know if Lou Lou the Moore. Oh, he's a, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, my dad too. I, I heard an interview. 
Yeah, I had an interview with his son once um, recently, and uh, he was saying how his dad knew that if he didn't go in there and write every day, that it would be harder to open up those doors of creativity and yep. get that, those words out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I generally just try to, that's where for so long I, like, that's why I have so many, I have stacks and stacks. I have documents started. You know, I got random stories where I got two chapters started, 10,000 words, but you know, it's like, there were some days where I was like, I just can't figure out this and I didn't want to not do anything. So yeah. I would just let the words flow. But now I, you know, at times that was detrimental, but at the same time, you know, I have a lot of things I can go back to now. And, you know, if I want, I could literally finish four books within, you know, the next like year easily off of nice. just those ideas, you know, but it was at least yeah. something rather than just right. Right. video games. <laughs> yeah. It definitely helps, I think, to to keep going. I generally don't take a lot of days off. The fact that I took two recently, I think, shows you just how tired I was after vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's really funny. Uh, well, I like that 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 style. I, I think I'm very similar in that style. Um, so what is one writing tool or strategy that you want to try in the future? Oh, man, that's a good question. Uh I don't know if it's a strategy or a tool, but I really, really like to go write with somebody. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, I don't know, a friend of mine, Dean Floyd, uh, he and I started to um, shoot uh, ideas together for a, um, a cyberpunk Legend of Zelda story. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. It, it was so much fun, like tossing ideas back and forth and just feeding yeah. off each other. We didn't, we're not going anywhere. Um, but um, I think that's something I would really like to do. As far as um, actual strategies, um uh i would like i would like to figure out a way to do an unreliable narrator i've heard that a lot mm, yeah 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 i don't know that i could do it properly yeah. um i have troubles with logic um so keeping track of things it's really not my strong suit um i mean i I'm, i do i work very hard to stay consistent in my stories and i still slip up sometimes but um uh i don't know if i could do an unreliable narrator and then not get the facts confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I didn't consider that. That's a. I actually didn't consider either of those. I've been asked. This is a new question I asked a couple people, and every time I think someone's going to say something, they say something completely different, different and then it makes. <laughs> me, I'm like, dang! I'm like, that was a really good question. <laughs> like, um, somebody the other day said uh, that I interviewed said going to a writing retreat. And yes that would be awesome yeah like one that's structured so now you guys got me thinking i'm like i need to go to a writing retreat i was talking with co-writing with a couple of people and i just haven't found you know it's like my wife like it took me a while to find that good relationship so i feel like you know i've been courting a couple of people like i definitely want to co-write something um particularly with sci-fi because i need somebody with the sci-fi mind i feel like i'm more of a fantasy you know mind uh minded individual <laughs> and I can do the fighting scenes and stuff really well, but some of that other stuff that's difficult. So I feel like that's a genre that I would love to try and co-write, but I oh, never yeah, yeah. that until you said it. So now I'm like, got to add that to my list. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Um, so who is one character that you wish you had written? Like you wish you had written that character first. Samus Aaron. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Sam and Sarah is freaking awesome. A good yeah, I, I think I would have liked to have written her. Um, she's just an awesome female protagonist. 
Yeah. And she's not, she's, um, she's got some femininity to her, but she's not like masculine or anything like that. She's just uh, a woman who's just really skilled and really good at what she does. And she's got all these advantages because of her DNA and because of, well, uh, the reason, so I say, I, I wish I had thought of her, uh, thought I've written her first. Um, that's true. And I didn't, so I'm writing her now. And only I, you know, I, I have a Samus character in my Black Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's, she shows up at the end of book three. And um, she goes in full on in book, in, in book four. Um, it's like, you know, it's like all these characters, like, oh, these are cool, these are cool. I want to put this in my story, but I can't just, you know, rip off Samus and Aaron. <laughs> so, I, and I've, I've made it different in my Galactic Force series, or, or just different, her makeup is different. But it's a similar feel, you know. You read it if you know Metro, you're like, "That's Samus Aran." Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> that's yeah, cool. that's that's probably the first one that comes to mind. Sir. I really like this. Came up last night for me, um, so I was glad that I asked you this. Um, I was watching Miss Marvel, uh, the TV show, and one of the guys for the Red Daggers pops up, and just he he just so reminds me of a character that I've been writing for a while. I want to get right. And I've been trying to find the perfect actor to portray him so I could get more of a visual. And he just acts so much like him, the older version of him at the end mm -hmm. of the trilogy. But I'm like, oh, I could definitely see a younger version there. And I was just like, it just, he's so reminded. It's like, the I, I tried to find out his name since last night, but it's like the older Red Dagger in like episode four or whatever four or five and i was just like oh my god i wish i had written that character i was like i kind of did like you said already without yeah yeah, yeah. no i've i've seen there was i can't remember who it was there was some character in some show that i watched and i was like that's my character but it was just <laughs> like a slightly different version of it but it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. my character was in this universe it would be that character oh that's, yeah that's that's cool it feels good right because you're like yeah. oh like because i really enjoyed it you know obviously i was like that's why i wanted to you know to write about that character yeah, yeah cool so if you guys see you know, Miss Marvel, like when she's in a different place and the Red Dagger show up, it's the older guy. Like, that's my guy. All right. Yeah. Guy. <laughs> I've been writing about that character uh, in a fantasy setting for years now. And he even does the things with the daggers and he has some hand to hand combat. So similar. He's got the same uh, hairdo and everything. I was just like, wow. So now it's nice because I when I have my cover artist eventually I can be like, yeah, this is the actor. Like, this is the yeah. guy. Like, you know, and yep. get a really nice book cover out of it. But there yeah. you go. Awesome. We were just talking about that. Some writing friends and I a while back, uh, it was a couple weekends ago, actually, um, we we're having a discussion about like, who's a character you wish you had written. And they had some very interesting ones that I had not considered before. But one of my friends had wished that he wrote, um, he actually wished that he had written the whole book Lonesome Dove first. Oh, was, yeah. Because yeah, that's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> I actually just bought that recently. But mm -hmm. um, so which leads us to our next question. So who is one author that when you read them after you're done reading them or maybe during, you got to set it down and then you have to go write. Oh, like author, who makes you want to write? Probably Jason Onspach and Nicole. It, their stuff's their Their stuff is clean and it's real well-written. Yeah. Um, and I'm not in the military sci-fi. But the way they integrate, because usually military sci-fi is full of terms and um, it's very, it, it can be very dry depending on who, who's writing it. But the way Ansbach and Cole do it, 
um, is it's, they integrate the terms so well that it doesn't get in the way of the story of the characters. And the writing is excellent. Um, and it's got that Star Wars feel. And it's just, yeah, yeah I read their stuff and it's just like, man, I want to write the same stuff. I want to, I actually wanted to write in their universe, but um, I don't have the opportunity to. So maybe someday, but yeah, that's, that's probably, that's probably the one. It's hard for me to get into books. Um, I don't listen to audiobook, hmm. um, but their stuff just sucked me in. It was, it's so good. Yeah. That first book was just like, oh, was yeah. So good. <laughs> Actually, I've listened to that. like three times. Yeah. yeah. We're on. Yep. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I, I actually only listen to audiobooks. It's a personal thing. I only listen to audiobooks that um, I've actually read. Um, I feel like a Hans's, I had a bad experience with a bad audiobook narrator that ruined a really good book for me. And it took me years to go back. And um, yeah, I get that. And I just, and I, I just get different things out of reading and then listening to it. It just helped. It helps me as a reader and a writer to do that in terms of process. But oh, that's yeah. one that I did not think of. I was trying to think like, what's something I've read that I want to listen to on audio. And that book one, definitely, I actually read the first three, like back to back to back. Uh, so those would actually be really good ones. But that first book was like, I, I, my, I, my best friend and I were actually have all the plans when he gets his 3d printer for the armor. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. And we have a couple other things that I'm making out of foam. So I think what we're going to do is make the helmets out of 3d printing and then um, make the guns and everything else. But yeah, that's actually who we're dressing up as at um, our first comic-con um, next year. We're trying to go awesome. Yeah. It's like a bigger one and we're trying to get everything prepped. So yeah. Where, where are you going for your comic-con? Um, we would love to go to San Diego or beautiful San Diego. I don't know if we're going to be able to swing it, but I would love to. Um, but we were actually next year talking about going to Chicago next summer. Okay. Uh, yeah. And that's supposed to be like a really good one. Um, so we were thinking about going there and then maybe the year after that and trying San Diego, but, uh, my friend's never been, he's been to a couple of little ones. I went to the Phoenix one, um, which is absolutely, was absolutely amazing. Um, it was like the year before the, um, what's his name? Um, the green ranger got like attacked by some guy. Um, so it was the year right before that. It was very memorable, but I went and like, I, I went and met so many people. That's when stranger comics was like, just kind of becoming like a thing. And now they're doing a lot better independently. I talked to so many comic artists from the independent community. I talked to some indie authors. I mean, it was like, it was really, really cool from a creative standpoint. And I still have so much art that I have to get like, you know, framed actually the next couple of months because we're redoing my basement. And once my writing space is fully done, you know, and I have everything up, it'll be really cool because I got some really cool stuff uh, from that show in particular. That's um, awesome. Yeah, it was, I highly recommend the Phoenix one. It was really, really good. But yeah, we're hoping yeah. to go to Chicago next summer. So I've never been to a Comic Con and I just haven't had the money, you know. And now that family, it's hard to get away. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It's on my I list like, of things to do. Yeah. Well, I like the even like the smaller shows. Like I like ones that you're like 10 bucks, you know. Um are yeah. the one in my town, like in Ithaca. Like, you know, there's at the, it's at the college. It's not exactly big, but I'm at like five or six creators, you know, that I'm going to have on the podcast at some point for comic books really soon, probably for the spring. Um, and I talked to one guy that makes his, develops his own games, um, you know, board games, like 5e content, but independent stuff like that. And, cool. you know, yeah, it was nice. I met like five indie authors, um, which was really cool. Um, one of them is like really big, um, um, not gonna say her name because I'm totally blanking on her pen name. Um, but I know people would know her. 
um, on TikTok in particular and Twitter. I had no idea I knew her on both areas. <laughs> she was like really big. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I just met you randomly at a con. She's like, yeah, we're already like friends on here and, you know, follow each other. Uh, so it's cool. cool. But yeah, it was neat. You know, it feels good to talk to creators and like, this oh, is yeah. great, but talking in person, is just, oh yeah, yeah. So much more fun, you know, and I'm kind of like addicted to them now. So just like, we have a lot of smaller shows near me, so it's nice. You don't have to pay $55 to, right. you know, actually, I think we paid 75 to get into the Phoenix Comic Con. That was eight years ago. So, you know, I can only imagine what some of them yeah, are yeah. now and you know, that's like my buddy and I were saving for San Diego because we've been talking about it for years. <laughs> but that's awesome. yeah. Yeah. I highly recommend if you guys, you know, if anybody online too, you know, can get to any of the smaller shows. You know, I've met some great artists and, you know, some different people just around my area. And, it, it, you know, again, it's nice to talk to people. I almost, almost did a graphic novel with a guy actually that was um, around here and we were discussing and I had a Diablo style like type story with these two veterans. Um, who kind of had like an on and off again, romance over the years and settle in the same town. And then one of them's like a blacksmith. He's like a big warrior. He's the local blacksmith. And then she's like the local healer. And then their old thief again, the oh. old friend comes into town and they think he's there for a visit, but he's there to actually steal this item for their, um, like this, this new warlord. And he's like, yeah, guys, we're going to be back on top. And he goes down there and unleashes all these undead, uh, which oh. like a Diablo type thing. And I, I think it'd be a really cool graphic novel, uh, like particularly black and white, but the pandemic happened and everybody. Oh, yeah. So one of these days though, or maybe I'll just do the novel for it, but there you go. yeah, it's cool to talk to different people about their ideas. And I love art. I was originally going to be an illustrator. So That's art cool. always talks to me, you know, yeah, me um, for that last one there though, do you have any promos, news, updates, or current projects you'd like to share with us? Uh, yeah, so Galactic Core Book 3, The Dark Weight of Justice. Uh, it's the third book in the trilogy. Um, so it completes the uh, weapon ship arc. Um, that just dropped today. So um, definitely go check that out. Um, uh, of course, I got my other books um, going on right now. And uh, I'm working on Galactic Core Book 4. Working on revising Half Orc Book 2. And um, yeah, that's what's in the works right now. Nothing, a whole lot going on. Just trying to get the uh, Galactic Four um, series off the ground. I want to, I really want to make this one a success. You know, I mean, I know it's not going to be as big as Star Wars, and that's fine. But as long as it can be its own thing and have a fan base, that's that's my goal. You know, and maybe, and I would like to bring in other writers to write in the same universe too. Oh, uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, you never know, you know, Star Wars wasn't Star Wars until it was Star Wars. So. That's true. Yeah. You yeah. Know, Star Trek, same thing, you know, right. you know, you know, and um, I, it's funny that, you know, the Galaxy's Edge guys, you know, same thing. You know, they were one of the first ones that I heard talk about the 10K, um, you know, where if you can get a solid 10K, you know, fans going, um, you know, who are constantly with you, you know, and that's how you build that fandom. So there's somebody actually just recently released a book uh, the last two years. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, about that 10k thank you uh, about that 10k so I always think about that with the series in the back of my mind but I think a lot of people you know who have done well have done well it looks like they're like crazy amount right but I think it really comes down to that 10k but that's cool <coughs> bless you apparently I'm allergic to being done talking about writing which is a good problem to have but uh... <laughs> <laughs> well Luke uh thank you so much for coming today like I said I love when I can get you know get a hold of somebody talk them on social media and 
you know, convince them to come on, um, you know, and just talk about their books and their writing. So it was a real pleasure yeah. to talk to you today. If there's something else okay. I can do, you know, you just let me know and, you know, we'll help you out. So, yeah, cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, you having me on. So uh, good to talk yeah. to this the writer. So, yeah. Anytime you want to talk about something, you know, or there's something on your mind or, you know, you want to discuss whatever, you know, I, I, I love talking about it. My wife doesn't want to hear any more about writing. <laughs> I don't think my friends do. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So it's, and she's like, oh, just go talk to those people. I'm like, yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just want to remind our audience, don't forget to check out Luke's um, socials in the description below. And as always, please make sure um, for any author, but particularly indie, that you are going and reviewing those books. Because then again, that's how people are you know, going to see their books and that's going to help them with more sales. And, you know, then we get to read more great things and, you know, have them on the show and figure out what's going on with their lives and their writing. So it makes yeah. it fun for everybody. <laughs> All right, Luke. Well, I hope you have a great rest of the day. I'll be, you know, getting a hold of you for this episode and some other things on social media. But other than that, you know, I hope you and your family have a, you know, great rest of the day. And, you know, hopefully I'll talk to you soon, my friend. Hey, too. Thanks, Daniel. Yep. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Bye.